What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No music, no intro, another episode, hashtag Sings Twitter Podcast. Um, this is going to be a little little short and sweet, little interlude podcast, I guess guess you could say. Uh, my man and I, Ryan, we're just going to touch on, you know, go over a few things, practices, roster moves, talk about should we start getting worried. You know, a lot, a lot of them, them injuries piling up, man. Them, them injuries, they, they creeping up. And on top of that, there's currently eight spots left in the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast, Fantasy Football League. Um, the draft is coming up this this Friday. So this is coming Friday. Going to be the draft, live draft on Yahoo. Um, We're we just trying to have some fun. So we, we really started heavily uh, promoting the league today. And as soon as we start promoting – Surprise, surprise, start, start getting people in it. So if, you, if you're listening, if you want to be a part of the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast, Fantasy Football League, holy shit, that is a mouthful. Um, yes. <laughs> can we shorten that? Um, then the, the way it is, you got to be a Patreon tr- contributor, subscriber. Um, so shout out to all the, the new Patreons we got today. Uh, shout out to Christian. Shout out to Chris, uh, Young Buck, Chris, Christian. Um, shout, shout out to, to those guys who who joined and are, are in the league. So if you know Ryan, can you hit them with the with the the Patreon the the website so they can they can become members? Yeah, just just go to Patreon.com and look up uh, hashtag Saints Twitter, and it'll come up. Or you know, just look at the show notes page of this podcast. Or any other past podcast episodes, and I have a link right there. So just click on the link, and you can subscribe. And yeah. also, if you're already a um, a subscriber on on our Patreon, if that are, if you're already on that and you're not in the league, please DM the official uh, Saints Twitter podcast Twitter account your email address so we can send you the link. Because this is an invitation only. We can't post it out to the masses because then everybody's going to want to get in. This, this, right. this, is, this is special. This is VIP room. Special. Yeah, it's for y'all. Bottle service. So, uh, so if you're already a subscriber or you're already contributing on Patreon, DM the, the official Twitter, Twitter account. We'll email you the link. Oh, I'll ha- shout out to also homie Miguel, who was our first Patreon subscriber. He's also in the league. So we're just trying to set it off right now. Are you, you are That's it. Not, at, you know, at Saints Twit Pod is our official Twitter. Um, or you can email, uh, what is it? Saints Twitter Pod at gmail.com. So, or just add us. Shit. You know, that's, add that's, that boy wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever. And also, my, my Twitter account is unlocked. Uh, for a bit, because you know, gotta, gotta, 
Gotta start two weeks. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to promote with a locked Twitter account. So this dude. <laughs> we'll we'll see how long that's gonna be unlocked for. But so we let's talk about a couple of practices, and I kind of want to. I guess I, I want to start with the injury concerns, or you know, so there's been a few players who've been missing in, missing in practice to injury. I would say the most notable one um, is, is Marcus Davenport. Um, mm. He missed, he missed two practices. He missed, well, actually he wasn't at the light practice at the Superdome this evening. Mm. That'll be three practices. I believe this is Zach Bond missing three practices. So it's hard for us to know how many of these misses for all the, any of these players are injury related precautionary reasons with the, with the season coming up. Um, Cesar Ruiz got a little banged up um, a couple of practices ago. Um, yeah. So it seemed they're all, they're all piling up. Um, and the Saints play football on the 13th. Like, yep. <laughs> this bitch is around the corner. It's like, it's coming. It's coming, um, man. And I was, I was going to make a, a wire reference, but you get mad at me because I haven't watched it yet. But um, so I want to start with Marcus Davenport because la- last episode at the end, it kind of came this Pete hate session. And I don't want to make this a Davenport hate session, but I will say there is frustration. Like as a Saints fan with him as a player, with the draft capital that they gave up to get him and the players that they passed on by selecting him, um, you know, Jair Alexander, Lamar Jackson, whatever. List goes on. We've talked about it before. Like this is a, yeah, I hate to be vulgar, but he has to nut up this season. Like he got, he got to man. This is it, and the season's two weeks away, and it's like, oh, he's 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 dinged up again. Like I, I don't know, man. It's like, come on, man. I mean, and obviously you can't predict injuries. Who knows what it is or. You know, it could be something minor. I think most of these things are fairly minor because I'm pretty sure if it was something where guys need surgery or something, you know, it'll get out to the uh, national writers and we'll hear something. So, I mean, I wouldn't be too concerned as of right now. But, yeah, with Marcus, it's like, dude, like, we need him to really be a starter this year, like, be a starter, you know, and it's unfortunate. I remember when we signed him, I, I tweeted out, it's, it was already a bad trade just because of what we gave up because he, his expectations were going to be ridiculous just because of what we gave up, you know, yep. and it, and that's not, it has nothing to do with him. He's just, you know, a young football player coming from a small school, you know, and he's just going, he's on the track. And he, the track that he was going to be on, regardless of where he was drafted, you know what I'm saying? So, but what we gave up, you know, puts that focus on him and those expectations. Because you give up too first, man. You, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come man. On, that's, that's Khalil Matt. You know what I'm saying? That's Come on, bro. Which is like, and I remember if, if memory serves me correctly, I, I could be mistaken, but I believe that's the same offseason that the Raiders traded Khalil Mack to the Bears. Yeah, yeah. It was. Now, they, they had higher picks, so you could say that. Cor- correct. That, right. that is true. But, you know, John Gruden and, and Sean are, are tight. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, I guess, and I tweeted this, I think, yesterday or a couple of days. I, I don't know. But as well as the Saints have drafted over the, the you know, the last year since Jeff Ireland has taken over, that Davenport trade – that's a that's a brutal trade, and and yeah. and it has nothing to do with him as a player. Although the injury, the inconsistent injury things is is very frustrating as a fan. But you, uh, you know, I already talked, already already talked about the players that they they passed on, and then you transition to the following year when they didn't have a pick that that draft. The Saints have shown that they recently. They know what they're doing when it comes to their draft picks. Like, yeah, they know what they're doing. So, to give that up, you know, a first round because you're not you're giving up 
a first round pick and you're giving up five years if you hit on a player, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. And basically you just have to ask yourself, would you do it again if you had the chance? And it's like, no, of course not. No if you knew if you knew we'll still be talking in his third year, we'll still be saying like this is he needs to show up this year. No, you wouldn't have done it if you said that because you know the Cleveland, I mean the Chicago Bears, as much as they have the regret, they're not regretting the kick to Khalil Mack trade. You know what nope. I'm saying? They're like, oh, worked out just fine. <laughs> you know, we're happy with them. You know, matter of fact, I mean the Raiders probably kind of like, damn, maybe we could have figured they, it out. You know, they traded Khalil Mack, and then last year when they had a top five pick, they reached on uh, yeah. Colin Farrell's name. Colin Farrell, come on now. <laughs> come on, man. Come so, on. so yes, yeah, that's a but, that. yeah. But that's you know, it's being a dead horse. You can't rewind time. You know, you can't do nothing about it. All you can do is hope that uh, Davenport shows up. And it's not like he's a he's a bad player or nothing. I could see if he was like a bust, had bust potential. He, no, he's not a bust. Like even at this point, he's not a bust. He's just a player that has been nicked up quite a bit. And that has high potential, but has not realized it yet. And the clock is ticking, you know. So it's just we just gotta wait it out, man. It's unfortunate, but you know, I just hope it's a little mind injury and he comes through. And not that I think this will have anything to do with it, but and I don't, I, I have no inside intel, but. I would think if this is just truly an all-in season, and I I ask this to Kat, like, if you know that with Davenport, this is likely to happen with, you know, his injury history, like, are you not seeing what can we do to bring in Clowney? Like, obviously, Clowney has injury history as well, but Mm -hmm. obviously, Clowney is a more is a better player than than Davenport, like in a in a bubble. You know that's that's not debatable. But I, I if if that Davenport can't play, then do you do you have Big Creep like starting opposite Cam week one? Like is it trigger <laughs> is the trigger trade? Like right, right, yeah, man. I mean, it's a downgrade. You know, it's a downgrade if Davenport isn't there. So. To me, it just makes 100% sense to try to try to do whatever you can within reason to get Clowney in. You know, if this is like a go for broke year, like, why not? Tell me a reason why you should. Right, right not. You know? uh, unless his asking price is so outlandish, like if he's still one in 15 mil a year, yeah, I get it. And, but And he strikes me as a type that's like, like he's fine, Mr. Cat. Like, Clowney... He's like, I'm good. I'll wait till somebody get injured. You know what I'm saying? He's not tripping, chilling on a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's good not being at camp. So it just so there were talks that the Saints were potentially interested in bringing in Everson Griffin when when before he signed with Dallas, but like it was the the, the price tag that kept yeah. them away from signing him. He signed for Dallas for like a one year deal for six mil. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like three, I three million like. Guaranteed, I think. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not the cap wizard that that Loomis is, but I mean, this was the guy that helped destroy our offensive line against the Vikings. Like, he played a vital role in just in just completely shutting down our offense. I, yeah. I would, I would not think that six mil is out outlandish, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, you know how the Saints are. I'm sure they want to structure it a certain way, probably to make it like a three-year deal, but it's a one-year deal, and you got the two ghost years and all that stuff. So maybe those guys just don't want to deal with it. Like, you know, give me five, six million straight up. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it, especially especially in a year like this. Like, yeah. um, you know, we also talked about, you know, being excited to to see Zach Bond and you know he's banged up, um, but kind of switching from the the pessimistic side of things, it's a lot of talk about number nine's arm feeling getting a little little lively, a little, little spicy, a little spicy, <laughs> little hot sauce on it on it all. I don't know. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I don't want to predict anything. Even if. Even if it is, I don't know how long it's going to last, but right. we've talked about it before of just how it just changes the offense. Just, right. Just schematically just changes the offense. It just, it completely changes everything. You know I mean? Just, just imagine you're a uh, middle safety, free safety, and you study the last four games of the Saints, and Drew Brees doesn't make an attempt past 25 yards. I mean, as a free safety, you know, okay, I could cheat up. I could cheat. I could stand at the 20-yard line, you know, 15 yards up and destroy the run game and whatever I need to do. I know I'm good about 20 yards. Now, if you study the tape the past four games and Breeze makes like three killer 35-plus yard uh, throws, well, now you know, okay, I got I to gotta stand back a little bit, 25, 30 yards just in case, because I'm the free safety. I'm the last line of defense. So I, I need to be on my P's and Q's because when it's open, he'll take the shots when it's there. And it's just that simple. Like, So we, we really we want to get to the point where Breeze is able to make those shots once, you know, once, maybe twice a game, you know. Doesn't even have to complete, like, but just, like, take it and – get in range of the player. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just to keep the defenses honest. Yeah. You said it perfectly. Just keep them honest. Um, some, some clips that, so some, some things that clips that last couple of days that came out, Emmanuel Sanders, like, I, I don't know if it was, it, it, it sounded like in camp, like, you, you know, he was getting used to the offense, getting used to breeze, Man, he he ran some routes against Marshawn. Oh yeah, that that had me thinking. Shout out to our boy Will because I he tweeted it. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like it was Antonio Brown like right. like, and it was just na- a nasty route. Right, that was the first thing I said. That's an AB route. Easy. That's an AB route, and then uh, Kyrie Robinson, former state, he was like. He running A B routes, huh? Or something like that. So yep. it, it was just it was that evident, like those are one of those routes that you've got to be a dog to run. You know what I'm saying? It stresses the hell out of a DB, even great DBs like uh Lattimore. It was like nothing, not much Lattimore could have done nah, there. It's nothing. Yes. <laughs> you know? it, it, it's so, funny. The last podcast we talked about how how we've been craving speed at linebacker and we got it. And now like we 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 got a number two. Like we yeah. we we got him. Like undoubtedly, again, we've talked about this. It's it's hard. It's going to be hard to stop this offense. My main concern going forward, you know, my main concern regarding the offense now is just cohesiveness or yeah. or, or lack yeah. thereof. Right. Um, with all the injuries, missing time, Pete Ruiz. You know, Armstead, yeah. Ramchek. Think about it. The the offensive line is gonna be like the actual starters hadn't played together yet. Nope. We we don't even know what that line looks like. So. Nope. It, it's and, gonna be a question. You know, it's gonna be an issue. And I don't. And I, I mean, and we talked about this last time too. Do you give Pete that that week off? I mean, not week off, but do you? You know, if he's if his hands not ready, instead right. of putting him out there. You know, do you just go with Easton at left guard? And I think they, I think they'll go with Easton because he's been getting the reps. You know, I think they'll go with Easton until Pete is ready, like ready, ready, and until he's like in shape and ready. Not not running the to Canes anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> the Canes, up. <laughs> no slaw. Um, I would. I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't talk about all camp long the the talk of the DBs. Like it's it's insane when you think about how far this team has come. Like our dark days, we would complain about not having a cornerback, not having speed at lot, like it, everything, just not having it, and the. Like it sounds like our, our the DBs on the team are just being dogs all all camp, all, all camp, camp, man, making plays. Yeah. 
Even PJ Williams, P Rob. Oh God, P Rob making plays. P Rob about to P Rob about to steal another check. Like I P Rob is great. Like because I P Rob is great in training camp. He's great in practices. Someone goes down in the game. P P P Rob out there. P Rob is confused every time, bro. Every time P Rob getting targeted, boy. He got that bullseyes on him. Every time a DB on our team goes down, and since PJ has, or excuse me, since P. Rob has come back, <laughs> never fails, bro. Oh, but but put on like the Eagles when he was with the Eagles. <laughs> P. Rob getting interceptions, running them back, pick sixes, <laughs> sixes making plays in the in the playoffs. Man, we, we but just the the depth and I I. I still think a concern is, you know, and we talked about it before, depth at outside corner. Right. Worries it's me like, greatly. Um, but let's just go down the line. Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, um, Chauncey Garner Johnson. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not, I, I, sorry. I'm going to call him that. Let's like, see the P Rob, PJ, uh, Marcus Williams. Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Keith sounds like the the Keith Washington's been coming on. Yeah, it's just a deep group, and, and then you got like just DJ Swearinger, just like there. You know what I'm saying? Making plays, which sounds he like he much. he's he has itched himself a role onto the team. Yeah, and then you have a player like a player as a rookie who was dominating training camp. Well, not do, maybe dominating was a, not the right term, but just making a lot of plays in training camp. Um, and sway and you know, Shaquan Hampton probably not gonna yeah. make the team, like he might not. Like, it's just the depth isn't the depth is insane. Um, and it would truly allow DA to be as creative as he wants to be mm-hmm. because DA he's still running. That Greg Williams scheme. Uh, can't remember who I was listening to. Uh, damn, I can't remember. It was a player, but he was basically saying, "Yeah, this is the same thing we ran uh, when I was, you know, playing for Greg Williams." And you know, and, and that's basically what it is. I'm trying to think. Is what uh, what player do we have playing? Malcolm Jenkins. No, no, no. It was a player that played for the Jets. The Jets. Do we have a former Jet? I mean, that. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, Da is still running that scheme pretty much in his own manner. You know what I'm saying? Right. With his own, with his Flair. own uh, philosophy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, that scheme is all about DBs. You know what I'm saying? It's all about disguising looks, making quarterbacks take an extra tick before they throw because they're trying to figure out what they're looking at. You know, so he's going to throw cover three at you. They all like uh, Aaron Glenn and DA have all talked about this offseason running more press, more press man on the outside. I think they ran like, I think they only did press man like 30% last year. Man, that sounds low. It's very low. Like that's low. It was much lower than years prior and Lois under DA is from my understanding. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. So you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching in the middle. So it's, you know, I mean, that's, man, if you could, if you could really press, my only thing is I'm curious to see how they defend those bunch routes and those rub mm-hmm. routes, mm-hmm. because those are the man beaters yep. that teams like to use. Yep. And, and, you know, with those, it's like all about communication or your keys and all that stuff. I, so I'm curious to see. That's why Malcolm Jenkins is going to be so Huge. integral. Because man, you just read my mind. Just yeah. read it. Like yeah, if you so. think you think back to that Giants game, um, I don't even remember. Was Da the Da might not even been the the DC the Giants game where the the Odell Giants game where they that that oh. rub route was just. Killing Devin, bro, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Da was. I don't, I don't think he was, but no, he was on the. He, but like perfect example though was 
bunch route, rub, pick, whatever you want to call it. And if that communication ain't point of on isn't on point of okay, if he's rubbing or whatever, I'm taking him, I'm taking him. That's a that's an easy touchdown. Easy. And we saw it. Yeah. I mean, we see the Saints do it to other teams all the time. Like yep. just all the time. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it'll all come together as far as like we know we have the players, we know they have the dogs, but really like the next level is the like intelligence, communication play together and all that stuff. That's going to be the real tell because week one, I mean, I don't know what we're going to see from the Bucks, but like we, we know that's a squad. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's going to, okay. So I, I don't want to preview week one, but we'll preview a little bit. We're going to preview the whole thing because we're going to leave that for another podcast. But we, we got Mike Evans and we, we know, you know, Marshawn is going to be locked up with him pretty much probably exclusively. Then you got Chris Godwin, who um, I guess would be Janoris Jenkins takes him. And then the key of the game, I I would say there's two keys of the game in terms of just defensively is, and I tweeted this, like the Bucs have so many tight ends that they can throw at a team. I was just thinking like, how do you, I don't know how they, I don't know how, they're going to be able to, you know, quote unquote, satisfy them in a season because they have Gronk, they have Cameron Bray, who I forget about, who was a, who's also who was a, on the Saints on the practice squad yeah. back in the day, yeah. and they have OJ Howard, who's a first rounder. So yeah. unless they trade OJ Howard before the season starts, that's that's five weapons that they can throw at you, and you got the the you know the the player that that blew past Chauncey Garner-Johnson and, and Scotty Miller. And, of course, Tom Brady has great rapport with him all training camp because he's like Julian Edelman. I, <laughs> it's it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they handle what's going to be thrown at them week one. Yeah, it's, it's a tough matchup, but you just – I guess you just hope where, you know, you just kind of hope they're as rusty as – the Saints offense is probably going to be. But we don't know. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? But I I'm, I would not bet on week one. Just, I mean, come on, man. Just look at the past. Look at, the recent, <laughs> look at recent history. The team has not come out on fire in week one. Even last year <clears throat> against Houston Texans, even though they won the game, it was it was a mixed bag. I mean, it was, it was a mixed bag. The refs were trying to figure things out. Holding calls galore. You know, Drew Brees, I think he threw an interception to the linebacker, but he was looking great. But it was still kind of a, you know, run game was kind of mixed. Oh, yeah, it was Whitney Um, Merciless. Yeah, Whitney Merciless. So, you know, I just wouldn't – I wouldn't bet on the Saints. I wouldn't bet against them. I just wouldn't even touch it. I just (laughs) – like, where you can see, man. Um, Anything else that, you know, again, this is going to be – we try to keep it brief. Um, anything else that's just caught your eye, you know, because training camps, you know, I texted Nick about this because I just, you know, watching and like, not much has to be said about Mike Thomas. Like, it's really nothing we could say that's new, but when you just watch him compared to everybody else, he's just different, bro. Different, like, he moved different, his routes are different. It's like, I told Nick, it's like he got he figured out that. I'm not, and I'm not saying he's going to be Jerry Rice or is Jerry Rice. I'm not saying that. But Jerry Rice the GOAT. You know that. But I'm saying he f- kind of figured out that Jerry Rice cheat code to where you just seeing coverage and all and you running routes just on a different level, man. And it's not even about speed. It's not about, you know, athleticism. It's just like you've just figured out how to work, work it to a point where like he doesn't even look like he's seeing DBs. He's just like he just like it's it's like seven on seven. It's like seven on seven for him, man. It's like it's nothing. So I wouldn't be like the dude take care of his body is like, and that's crazy because he got you know he got a hundred million dollar deal, bro. Like as a wide receiver, as a wide receiver, mean? and he's still underpaid, yeah, bro. Like I don't even sweat about like he got another million. And a lot, a lot of you know people still pissed about a lot of players that get paid that money, but I'm not even sweating. I'm like, I'm glad he locked up, you know? <laughs> it's, 
it's that's a great way to describe what he is as a as a player. If you're a Matrix fan, it's like he's neoed the wide receiver yeah. position, like from the route yeah. running position. Like he's become neo, right. and he he sees it all. It's the it's the he's seeing the yeah. the green like it's it's yeah, all like I, I tweeted. He's just seeing like Matrix code. Like it's just. Did you? Didn't even. Didn't even. Didn't even see that tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's he's different, bro. Um, trying to think anything else that's just caught my eye. Okay. Uh, injuries. Uh, Injury. Like I know Cabrera. He's been out. He was out for a while with a stomach flu. I think he came back, back. in practice. Now he wasn't at the scrimmage today. He, you think he's he might be? You think he might be pulling a little, little Melvin Ingram? Yeah, I, I was asking about that. I was like, is he, is he trying to pull in a little in, in-house, you know, holdout or whatever? Oh, I, don't know. I, don't, I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird for him to start that now. Like he's had, right. like you know, what I'm saying, like he's pretty much been there since the beginning training camp. So it'd be, it'd just been an odd angle to be like, you know what, two weeks but, before the season. But, I'm, I mean, you saw, but you saw how it worked for Mel, Melvin Ingram. He got like his. He didn't get an extension, but he got his $14 million guaranteed. Sure did. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, Kamara, like, shit, like, okay, he saw that he's healthy, he showed the coaches and everybody he's healthy, he's moving well, like, man, I'm not about to push it, you know what I'm saying? I, <coughs> if, I got, if, if, my, if my calf's a little tight, <laughs> I'm going out there, coach. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do about it, you know? You going to play me? Play Levante, Levante or play Murray? <laughs> Play Montgomery, Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Come on now. Um, something okay. Something that caught my has continues to catch my eye. When I see clips of Jameis Winston throwing the football, mm. there's. I mean, I'm trying to think the last quarterback the Saints have had. Aaron Brooks. That yeah, could, that could whip it like like that, and some of those throws, bro. Like you, you just, I will just say, and I and I will go on record on saying this, even though me going on record doesn't mean anything. I would be very shocked if this is Drew's last year if Jameis isn't the starting quarterback next season. Like I, I would be shocked because I I don't know Sean Payton, but. I, I know his mind enough to like you. There's no way he sees he, that he sees those throws and doesn't think. Yeah. Woo. Like I, I and I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. I'm like, man, he's gonna be the most talented quarterback in the room. Yes. You know, and I mean, it's easy to see now. You know, gotta talk about decision making. You know, you read every practice. He's. It's the Jameis Winston experience, just like we've saw over the years. He's making great plays, and then he throws a pick or something's not looking good. Granted, the offense has kind of been up and down, the entire offense with everybody, even with Drew Brees has been up and down. So is it him? Is it not? But that's the Jameis Winston experience. So that, you're always making that excuse like, well, there's an offensive line that is good this year. It's always something. So it's like it's one of those things we just got to see it. I don't know if we'll ever see it during the season. You know, God forbid Drew Brees gets hurt or something. I, I would just hope, like, like the greatest scenario is, like, we lock it up by week 13. Like, the first seed is locked up, you know, maybe week 14, and you get, like, one game or maybe two of Jameis Winston. You know, that's just the greatest scenario you can hope for. But, yeah, man, like, he – I know Sean Payton looking like, man, he expands my playbook. Easily. Easily. Tell him. Without without question. Um, I think, and again, we we didn't get the the OTAs. We didn't get the mini camps. We didn't get a full quote-unquote training camp. So, you know, we don't get the preseason to see Jameis with, you know, with the offense, what have you. Um, but Still, I, I I know it's a one-year deal. I, I get all that, but I just get a feeling that he's going to be back with the team next season. And Definitely he has the, he has this this personality that's that's 
contagious. Like yeah. it's and you, you you already hear the players talking about it. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, anything else? Oh, I think this is the last thing for me before we start wrapping up. The the battle for the wide receiver four and five, it seems to be heating up. You know, Benny Fowler, you know, a couple of practices ago had, sounds like he had a show. Um, so it, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't put Harris in that discussion. Obviously he, you know, he, he's going to get wide receiver snaps and all that, but the Benny Fowler, uh, Juwan Johnson, and the a rookie from Callaway, yeah. that's going to be a, a, a battle to, to the end. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, you know, from what I'm hearing, I think you, they don't tweet him about him a lot, but I hear Jawan Johnson is, like, really like doing all the right things, whereas Callaway is kind of making, like, a shiny play here and there. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. Two of those guys, I mean, I looked at the – when I looked at the tape, very – I mean, both of them are intriguing. Uh, you know, Johnson is kind of like a big tight end almost. Yeah, yeah. Or like a small tight end. Yeah. You know, he's he's a bigger guy that can kind of give you those type of snaps where Callaway, all I saw him do was get downfield Phil, and like, yeah. like trap it, arm catches. Just <laughs> that's all he did. It's so, funny. Yeah. Jawan, I could easily see them really liking him because – one thing why that stood out when I watched his his clips at at Oregon is he's a great blocker. Yeah, and that is something when that makes sense because he you know like you said he has the he's like a small tight end, so he's yeah. a, so he's going against college cornerbacks he can out muscle and and block them, and I could I mean we haven't had I mean I'm not saying no disrespect to any other you know but man since Brandon Coleman's gone and even Willie Sneed like they were. Yeah. You know, they were dogs. Dogs in the run game, and it's it's not it's not coincidence that since they've left, big explosive run plays have not been there. No. Have, have have not, and that I, that that's a factor to it. Yep. So that's, that's a great point. So I I could see I could see them liking I could see Johnson, and then we talked about this through text message. I think there's just going to be these these next couple of weeks movement in the NFL. I think it, I don't say an all time high, but in terms of cuts, there's going to be good veteran players that are going to get cut for whatever reason. And then, like we saw today with the Raycon McMillan trade um, from Miami to Oakland, I think there's going to be a flurry of trades just because the draft next season is uncertain. It's, yeah. I think it's. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have, you know, we don't know what kind of college football season we're going to have, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be what we've had in the past, obviously. You know, so if you got to think about it, like, how valuable are your third, fourth, especially mm. your fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh round picks? I mean, you're literally. Like, the draft is already throwing darts at the wall. Yep. Especially in the late round. But if you haven't seen a player play in, like, two years, <laughs> like, Bruh. so why not trade a fourth and a seventh for, uh, you know, a guy that has two years NFL tape who's looking, who looks intriguing? You know, he might not be the greatest player, but if somebody looks intriguing, and, you know, maybe the team is willing to get rid of him. So yeah, I, I expect to see a lot of trades and a lot of small trades, not yeah, know, not huge name players or players with that's going to demand first and second round picks. But I, I expect to see a flurry of late round picks and fill the roster type players, where teams rather go towards a, a known quantity instead of uh, you know, instead of uh, just you know betting on the draft. Yeah, complete unknown. Um, and Last thing, we're talking about trades and, and cuts. Can, can I just say, can we just fire Adam Gase and Joe Judd? Just get, just get, just get them out of here. Like, I, I'm, I'm done with them, Ryan. Like, you done with Joe Judd already? 
<laughs> oh, we gonna, maybe we're going to take the, the red quarterback shirt off of uh, Daniel Jones, get, let him get like a, a pop. Serious? A pop, yo. <laughs> yeah, I get pop it. a little bit. <laughs> you gonna get your starting quarterback. You go. <laughs> Could you could you imagine? I just could you imagine if he got if they did that and he got hit and like he tore his ACL or or some wild shit like that would happen? Oh man! Like think about it. You know, Aaron Aaron Donald injured Breeze just by like smacking his holding his hand up. That's it. That's it. You know, five games right there. So you're gonna take your starting quarterback off an already very like, you know, likely shitty team, but he showed promises and spurts last season, and you're going to risk, like, him getting a pop before the season starts during a COVID season? <laughs> and then Adam Gase. <laughs> so, so LeVon Bell gets a break from a scrimmage, you know, because he's an older player, he's a fit. Gets a break. But no, Adam Gates doesn't communicate like, yeah, I'm just holding you back. It's all good. He goes and tells the media, yeah, LeVon Bell, he has tight hamstring. Knowing LeVon Bell has dealt with injuries last year, which kind of, you know, you know, soured the whole, his whole experience last year. So then he has to run to Twitter and like, oh, no, my hamstring is just fine. I'm good. I could play. I could play football right now. Like, that's just a mess, man. Like, communicate with your players, bro. Big mess. Come on, man. Like, Adam Gates, man, it's like, I don't even know if he's a good football coach or not. Like, as far as, like, X and O's and stuff, maybe he is. I don't know. But, like, damn, like, he just sucks at, like, the – He just seems – like, I hate to say this and talk about this man like that, but he just seems like a snake. Just – Yeah. Just – just snake. Like, but you can't trust him. No, at all, at all. Mm-hmm. So if we could, if we could get the uh, two New York head coaches out of here already, I would greatly appreciate it. And also, I still think and we talked about this, and I, I guess our our homeboy Greg had mentioned this on the around the NFL podcast. I still think Bell or you know Bell could get traded or cut before the season starts. Like I I think it's very much on the table. Very much on the table. Even, and even when the season starts, if they're looking like shit, you know, I think, you know, their their GM, uh, forgot his name, He you know, he's about racking up picks. You know, I mean, so, you know, that'll prep them, get them in position to, you know, get in the Trevor Lawrence uh, sweepstakes, you know. Let's just let, – let's say I'm Donald go to, like, a somewhat rec- rough – reputable NFL teams just so we can know if he's good or not. Like he may he may be terrible. He may be great. We don't know. I would love to see him with Sean Payton. Listen. Yeah. I love it. Um every every day that passes, Ryan and I get highly upset that C D Lamb ended with the Cowboys. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Every day is something, Ryan. Every day. Like quick, quick, give me your top five offenses of 2020. 2020, I mean. Top like, five who, offenses. Who do you think will be the top five offenses? You know, like, you know, points, yards, everything. Can this is no order. So just off the top of my dome, Kansas City, Baltimore, New Orleans. Dallas, um, and let me give you a fifth. I'm not confident in this one, but I'm going to say Green Bay. Mm. Uh, only yes. reason I, I don't go Tampa just because Brady, new system, that offensive line, I don't know that that could go wonky real quick. So those are those are my five. What about you? No, no. I, I the top four you said those first four, I agree, and I would put the Rams in there. I think the Rams. I, I don't know if their team will be as good 
But I think the offense has kind of like a bounce back year when they put up a lot of points and yards or whatever. You know what? Uh, if if I I would probably and maybe because I've drank the Kool Aid, I'd probably take out Green Bay and probably insert Arizona. Like mm. Tyler Kyler year two got Nuke, um, you know got Drake. I I I think that Dan Arnold out chip. Come on, man! You about to make me end this podcast? <laughs> I just just abruptly and all the tip catching shit with his tip and head tip fingers and shit, man. Like he out here, bro. This is this is this is fuck Dan Arnold always around these parts. Fuck that boy, yeah. <laughs> always. Um, all I right. See that. But yeah, uh, I mean, every every time Dan Arnold made a play for the Cardinals last season, and shockingly, he made a lot. Was hot, bruh. Just <laughs> human. Just watching Red Zone and like this motherfucker right here. This motherfucker really, really gonna do that. But yeah, man. Like I just, I knew you. Was, I, I was just wanted to see if you would say Dallas because I really think they're gonna have like a. It's gonna be like one, two, three, or four. I don't know how the team will look. You know, my, all my around. Con- my concern. My thing with Dak is when he's on, he's on. But yeah. Dak is very streaky. Yeah. He's streaky, man. He's streaky. And so he had a great rookie season. And then year two, like year two wasn't looking. And I know that I think that was the year that, you know, Ezekiel was out for grabbing titties or whatever. But he, I don't know. That, that's my, like, that's my hesitance. But like, if Dak can be consistent, Dak, I, you you put so much stress on defenses with, Amari, Gallup, CD. Yeah, uh, bro, Gallup had like the seventh most yards of seventh most yards last year. That's that's, that's like that's crazy. So and he Amari. and he missed. I, I know he missed the Saints game. Like I know he missed a couple yeah. of games with injury. Exactly. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, even if that gets kind of streaky, like just the weapons they got with him, and if you know, if, if Zeke if Zeke healthy, like. He might not have a choice but just to have a good offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless he just has a bad year. But you know, he's you know, shown that he's been pretty consistent at least. It's also crazy that we're talking about this and, like, players like Zeke and, like, Von Miller had COVID, like, a couple of months ago. And now it's yeah. just like, oh, well, all right, Negro, uh-huh. time to play football. <laughs> like, like. Speaking of show of COVID, shout out to Gail. Gail Benson, she got uh, it right now. She going to get through. She'll be all right. Got that top-notch health care. Mama. Hey. My mom Vincent gonna pull through. Um, <laughs> yeah, the one I don't know who said it, but K, shout out to our boy K Brown who works at ESPN. He, he tweeted that someone said, "Don't take Gail, take Rita instead," and I <laughs> just about died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Twitter's a wild place, man. Um, wow. All right, man. With that, we're, we're, we're going to get out. So we're going to wrap this up. If you're interested in joining the league, there's eight spots left. It, it, may not be, it may not be eight by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. So become a Patreon subscriber, donator. Send a DM to either myself or Ryan or the Saints Twitter podcast once you've become a subscriber and send your email in the DM, we will get you in the league. That simple. Draft is this That's upcoming simple. Friday. Let's go. Let's go. I might, I'm most likely will lose. So I'll oh, I, uh, it's, it's all for, for shits and giggles and, and fun anyway. So um, so with that, we're, we're going to get out of here. We, we are going to have like a, an official, before week one, we're going to have a, an official week one breakdown of what to expect you know breaking down the game and that's you know so when the season starts that that will be the plan of having a preview for the upcoming game recapping uh the games that take place um and so as you know we're there's gonna be football there's there was college football tonight that i watched for a half before i couldn't take it anymore like football is being played so oh oh shit all right it was uh, Austin P versus Central Arkansas. I don't know. It, I don't know, man. 
I, I watched it, and, and for that half, I was like, man, like, they are playing football. Like, <laughs> it's, it's happening. And it, it was – they have fans? It was – they did, but they were super social distance. Like, it was <laughs> super social. Like, it was – like, the stadium looked kind of like thinking like a, like a high school football stadium, but obviously, like, mm. a little bigger. And there, there were people in the stands, but they were just super distanced. And I'm like, all right, all right. I, I guess, right. guess we're doing it. So, but just getting that sense of normalcy back for, you know, I, I just finished watching, the, you know, the Lakers and, and Blazers game and, and all that. Just with everything going on in this world with, you know, social injustice, ra- racial, racial injustice, people dying due to COVID, you know, Chadwick Boat, like Black Panther died yesterday, man. Like Black Panther dead, man. Like to have, uh, I know it shouldn't be quote unquote an escape, but to have an escape and to have something that makes us feel any type of sense of normalcy, we can't take that for granted. Like we can't. Like I'm not saying rush out and go see New New Mutants. And intended in the movie theater, like I wouldn't go that far in terms of normalcy. But having normalcy where it could be like, even if it's in your home, we're watching a game or whatever it is, man, we need that right now because it's the twenty twenty has been on at our neck, and you know we whatever we can to to get through this year. Um, and get past it, and you know, like you said, things ain't going to be better January first, two thousand twenty-one. But man, let's just get through these next three months if we can, bro, because it's it's been a struggle. Um, but with that said, when we get out of here, um, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at that boy wolf. Um, I mean, even though my account's locked, I'm still not going to put my Twitter out out there. Whatever, I don't really care. Um, and with that. We're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.